The following program is intended for mature audiences. Flesh Wound After Dark fans, and welcome to another Black Emmanuel special. We've been slowly working our way through the stacked Severin Sensual World of Black Emmanuel box set, and we've reached uh, kind of an interesting period now where we're into the Mondo films. So, not maybe arguably not black emmanuel films so much but uh, they still count some people still put them under there and she is still emmanuel so uh, even I feel yes, like, well, she is, she's yeah. not emmanuel would they still count so <laughs> yes yes um goes both ways yes absolutely and um uh yeah so we will kick this one off with our first film from 1977 and this these are pretty cool because these are co-directed by bruno matai yeah you want to kind of i don't know if you already have it down in your notes but to those who don't know what a mondo movie is you want to kind of just give a brief little oh absolutely yes uh so uh mondo films were essentially it's a long history a lot of you might be aware uh of the nudie cutie which was essentially a way for uh for filmmakers to get away from the set get you know pull one over on the censors as far as having nudity so you'd have like these nature nature documentaries, these nudist camp films. A lot of them are very, very similar. Of course, uh, Doris Wishman uh, was was known for those. And uh, uh, so Mondo films under the guise of a documentary would be able to show you certain things that you otherwise uh, maybe, uh, you know, couldn't get away with in the same way. Uh, this was a bigger issue for the nudie cuties, though, because at that point, like, there was some stuff you were flat out banned from showing. But, uh, you know, Mondo's had a clever way of getting around it. Of course, Mondo Kane, which I think we might have. I was going to say that was the first, that was my introduction to Mondo movies, Mondo Kane. Yeah, yeah. And there is a really good documentary uh, that runs 43 minutes uh, on here called Naked Eye, Sex and the Mondo Film uh, with film historians Mark Goodall, uh, who wrote a book called Sweet and Savage that uh, has a lot of great info on the Mondo and Elizabeth Perchell. Um, and uh, they kind of run it down. I mean, they're essentially Africa, Africa. What was it? Africa Unchained was another really notorious yeah. one. Africa, I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, yeah, and and they they were used to sneak in questionable content. Um, a lot of them have their roots a long time ago in some of the early scare flicks, pseudo pseudo documentary. Six yeah. segments. I mean, I would I would argue that the Faces of Death movie were essentially Mondo movies. 
I don't know. I can, that series. Yeah. I consider it my first Mondo film. I mean, because I before yeah. I knew what it was. It'd be Faces of yeah, well, I saw Faces Dead before I knew what a Mondo movie was. Yeah. Yeah, and they they run down some of the early precursors to Mondo films, like 1955's uh, Mau Mau uh, from director Elwood Price. Uh, there were films exploring cultures that were outside of the Western world. Uh, quite frankly, one of the main things was to show naked native girls was like really kind of what they were going for. Uh, and if you're interested in early exploitation, uh, directors Dwayne Esper and Kroger Bab, uh, that goes long, long time ago, but they, they kind of, the Mondo film has very early roots in a lot of those uh, scare films and the nudist camp films that uh, predated them. Uh, burlesque movies, uh, the nightclub films with Betty Page. It all kind of segues into the Mondo. And uh, we'll, well, you can talk a little bit more about that later. Thanks for that one sentence uh, description of what a Mondo is. <laughs> it's complicated. I, it's a little I, I, complicated. That was for people who didn't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Naked native girls. And uh, well, it doesn't have to be natives, just naked girls doing yeah. rituals. Yeah, well, not even rituals. I mean, half of the, half of these are just strip teasers for the thing. yeah. <laughs> and we'll get right into it. Uh, Porto Knights of the World. Uh, so obviously, not much of a synopsis on this, but this is a mondo where Emmanuel introduces segments that include uh. Beauty and the Beast of sorts. Uh, we get the Parade of Breasts was one segment. Uh, erotic Mud Wrestling. Uh, sex Jugglers. Uh, all sorts of crazy shit. Uh, she introduces... I think we open it up in Hamburg where we have uh, a woman in a club that gets fucked by a giant uh, sass. Who's her husband? Who she keeps point, very keen to point out they're a married couple during her voyage. Manuel really leans into that in her yeah. description. It's yeah, actually it's, funny too because you can see like his boxers as the suits opening up when he's like <laughs> banging the girl, which is just hilarious. Uh, and uh, yeah, more. Uh, uh, stuff i mean it's it's not really they're not really actually doing it but nonetheless uh yeah there's more that was a theme for some reason at this point Be is that, is, i mean it's quite it's I, I have to say that it was quite tame for me yeah. compared to other joe damato um you know films with the elements like the you know like the caligula one where there is actually a show real Fellatio just right there on a table, like on Amazon fucking Prime. I was like, wow, she's actually really sucking a real <laughs> Well, I never. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that was something that I think maybe not enough people have complained yet, and you're lucky to still have it on Amazon. Yeah. Prime. I don't know if it's still there. I don't know if it's still there, but I, that was the first time I saw it was on Amazon. I was actually just surprised to see a Joe D'Amato movie. I'd never heard of it, and I was never heard of that movie before. I was very pleasantly surprised. It's a good movie. But Joe D'Amato stands. It's coherent, uh, good plot, you know? 
Yeah, these are really like the very end of Mondo. Because uh, yeah. Mondo really started to go out of style a long time before this. But uh, uh, this was towards the end. Joe D'Amato did another one called Crazy Nights that just came to Blu-ray from Full Moon, actually, I believe. Wow. Uh, put that one out. So uh, some of it's light. Like, we get nude roller skating. Uh, so It's, it's not, very mixed. Uh, I was say, it's a very mixed bag. Like, some of the sequences are, so, are very light. There's, like, just... Yeah, like the new roller skating, you know. Mm-hmm. It, I I think you know people might be a little disappointed if they're expecting more like a manual in America, you know, where there's some real hard stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. This is not a gore film by any means. You know, there's there's a sequence where a magician uh, turns a, a, a la- gives a lady a penis, and it's it's like the worst prosthetic. <laughs> makeup job on the dick maybe that's just the blu-ray i love when the penis flies out they have a penis on a wire you know the flying penis that comes yeah. flying out on a wire <laughs> very funny and he makes yeah. those people's clothes disappear the magician too you know there's yeah. just no attempt at realism it's such he's making people's clothes disappear and you yeah. know <laughs> appear again in evening dress and yeah, actually, any of the gore in this, it kind of feels more tacked on because they thought they needed it. Because um, there's like a uh, brief, like tribal castration thing. Is that is that in this one or the second one? That's in this one, and these are hard. To well, keep did you together. did you notice? Did you notice this? that tribal castration scene is the tribal castration scene from Emmanuel and the Cannibals? Yeah, I he I shows it to her. It's, it's no, it is, it is because I literally watched. I watched them both today. Like literally oh, awesome. one uh, today. I mean, I've seen the canon obviously the canon many times, but I, I I watched them both today. It's exactly the same scene, uh, the same shots. But um, in the Mondo movie, it's very clear. It's all in color, right? In the Emmanuel and the Cannibals, they they've got it in black and white because it's meant to be old cine footage. But yeah, it's the identical footage. It's the same woman getting her head cut off and her eyeballs eaten and uh, the same, it's the exact same castration scene. It's just the same footage. It's just the same footage as Joe DeMarco was wont to do, you know? Yeah, yeah, it, but, it, yeah. it works. Um, the rest he of probably this, though, never dreamt people would be watching all his movies one after the other and talking about them. He never dreamt this would happen, so he probably felt free to just use footage in another one. No one's ever going to notice, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, you didn't anticipate a big box set, uh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of these movies have a lot of crossover. I mean, you get the girl shooting ping pong balls out of her vagina, uh, that which is a popular act, actually, at a lot of these places. So, yeah. uh, it's a thing. Yeah. I've seen it done better, actually. I have to say, I've seen them. More, yeah. uh, better ping pong firing. I was a little disappointed by that. Yeah. I feel it was fake, actually. I'm not even sure if it was entirely real because some of the ping pong balls were like they're coming from between her thighs, you know? He had to put a, I, I think somewhere on the extras, he said he had to attach a string to make it work. So, yeah. Uh, and there's, there's women in Thailand who can fire a ping pong ball out of that, you know, a bar, a glass someone's holding 20 feet away. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's well, like so a, I hear. So I hear. I, 
I can attest that it uh, that is legit. That they are yeah. better at firing it. So that's not very. It took me out of it, Tad. The vagina <laughs> ping ball was just not authentic to me, and it took me out of it. Uh, but the big highlight in these is you get to see Laura Gamser in a more cute, natural way. Uh, yeah. That's really the highlight. A lot of Mondo yeah. films, much like Nudie Cuties, they are very similar and they do bleed together. Yeah. So I feel I feel like I can see a crying inside occasionally in this movie. Just Laura Gang like crying inside, like she's smiling but she's crying inside, you know. I think it it's was like probably one day of footage. One day of footage. I think it was easier work for her though, because she's not having to do sex scenes really. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 What do you think of this one, Todd? Um, for a Mondo movie and one of the later ones, I mean, it doesn't really, you know, reinvent anything. So if you're in the mood for a Mondo movie, it, it's fine. I mean, not my go-to, but yeah. It's a, it's a time capsule. For it, sure. it is. It's a time which, capsule, yeah. Which most Mondos, I mean, really, they are. Um, but yeah. And this one, I, I, I think the fact that it comes later, I mean, if this would have come like 10 years earlier... Would have been groundbreaking, but by the time the cycle's already ran its course. Absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, so on the extras front on this one, we have Master of the World, a short eight minute interview with Bruno Matai. Um, and he talks mostly about his co directing uh, pr- productions with Joe D'Amato. That essentially is what he talks about in this. That's what, very early in his career. I mean, that must have been right when he was starting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He talked a little bit about Emmanuel and Francois. Uh, and uh, yeah, just his relationship in general with Joe D'Amato. Uh, we also get uh, an 18 minute doc at the dining table, an interview with producer Franco Gendenzi, uh, who also uh, kind of. Uh, talks a little bit about everything he he does mention his uh working relationship with antonio margariti uh which was uh, fun to hear about and as i mentioned the big highlight on this one is naked eye sex in the mondo film that's that documentary where um yeah they kind of run down give a good rundown on the mondo and uh they also uh talk about uh let me die a woman the doris wishman film which was uh very controversial because transgender uh people were not often shown in in movies or or mondos documentaries uh that that's a very historical film uh also discusses the nudist camp films and uh Really great piece. One of my favorite extras on this whole set. Um, and uh, Yeah, and they also, what I thought was really cool, they also talk about the uh, American uh, Mondo run, which was kind of short because we were going into the uh, porno chic era where you had films like Deep Throat and uh, Behind the Green Door getting theatrical releases. So, the need for the Mondo wasn't as strong at that point here, but adult films were still illegal in a lot of countries in Europe at that time. So there oh, was yeah. still, yeah, so there was still kind of that need for the Mondo uh, to, to fill. 
in the in the eighties in the UK when I uh, when I first saw porn, it was illegal to show penetrative sex. Yeah. So most porn in the UK just had this r terrible fake sex. You could just tell it was fake because the woman's legs were kind of close together and the guy's like lying on top of this really bizarre fake sex yeah. in a British porn film. I never forget when I went on holiday to the continent and saw actual porn, people having sex. For the oh my God, look at this, you know. This yeah. is what sex looks like. And you, oh. and, you, and, you, and you stayed here for how long after? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, a lot of people will watch these and say, like, why why not just watch an adult film? And it's like, well, not everybody had that option back then, so... Uh, well, yeah, and I mean, these, these, these are a lot more than just, like, uh, you know, like, material to masturbate to, yeah. you know? I mean, I, there's too much 70s bush in it for me to find <laughs> a lot of really sexy anyway, because there's a lot of bush, you know? Yeah. You know, it's... It's it's the uh, the uh, it's it's slightly different because it's erotica, you know. It's like sex based art yeah. rather than pornography, like which I don't think people understand. Now. There is a difference between erotica and porn because oh, erotica erotica has some artistic merit. Like you can look at like the Emmanuel movies and they're beautifully fucking shot, you know. Like you know, the people have looked and they want to make the movie look good. They got great soundtracks, you know. There's there's actual care going into them. You know, which oh. doesn't exist in pornography, you know? It, yeah, it doesn't now, for sure. Um, when you go to that golden era, and this doc also uh, has pieces on uh, Gerard Damiano and Alex Dorenzi, who kind of, that kind of spills over into the adult world uh, a little bit. Changes is a great film that Gerard Damiano did that I believe vinegar syndrome might have put out on a double feature at some point i have to go back that would and have look definitely been dvd yeah i think it was um uh but yeah no at that time too even the adult films early on they had a story you know they yeah. really yeah. functioned as an actual film unlike now for for the most part where it's yeah it is what it is uh so excellent uh everything you could possibly want to know uh on the extra features here. Uh, so I know it's kind of hard to rate these, but what do yeah. you rate this one? If I'm rate, rating it just like even on the Mondo scale, I, I'm somewhere around a three. I think yeah, it's, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a three. Yeah, I, I think it's better. It's a, it's definitely above average, but that could just be Laura Gemser in it too is making yeah, a, a yeah. little bit better than some of the others. But yeah, I'm at a three. I, I give it a three as well. If you're a Laura Gemser fan, it's definitely worth watching it because, again, you're seeing her in a different, more natural light. So, And this yeah. was the first time I had seen this one. I'm not sure if I realized there were two films. Well, yeah, No, I thought they were the same movie. When I've seen that title in the past, I just thought, I, you know, it's the same movie. They just changed the... Uh... Yeah, drop the Emmanuel and... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's tough because yeah, it's just Emmanuel and the Knights of the World. So they're short. They're both shot in the same year too, right? They're both seventy-eight, I believe. Uh, technically, the first one was seventy-seven. This one's seventy-eight. The next one, but right. you know, essentially, I'm sure shot back to back. Uh, yeah, it's a yeah. wave. Uh, I know, like actors who are involved in this would describe it as like 
you know, it might have been six or seven years where you just felt like you were shooting one long movie because they were just <laughs> one yeah. after the next. Yeah. Um, so, yes, the next one from 1978, also from Matai and Joe D'Amato, Emmanuel and the Knights of the World, uh, also known as Emmanuel and the Erotic Knights in some areas. And uh, this film also a uh, Amando, uh, Emmanuel hosts and it's a look into the bizarre and perverse sexual encounters fantasies and rituals from around the world um and uh this one this one goes a little bit harder in terms of some of the gore there's a uh uh, a penis enlargement operation. Yeah, I had to. I, I had to like just jump that little bit. I was that was too yeah. much for me. I didn't know if it was a fake penis enlargement operation or a real one. But I once saw a, a penis operation. Like someone's getting a penis turned into a vagina or something. I saw like fucking five seconds of it. And I almost passed out. That's beyond my <laughs> my. I can't deal yeah. with that. Penis yeah. surgery. It's, it's yeah. too much. Castration by cannibals, I'm fine with, but when it's surgery and it might be real, no, I'm like, no. I, I think this one might be of more interest to people because this does have a little bit more of the nastiness. Unfortunately, it does have some animal cruelty, too, uh, with the uh, the pig being bludgeoned. Um, oh, yes, and is there a chicken getting his head cut off as well? I believe so. Yeah, this one has a little bit more of that, so it, it it kind of feels a little bit more like a traditional mondo in some ways. Um, the uh, the uh, tribal wedding is where the the pig stuff is. It's not focused on very long, but it is there. Uh, but also a lot of comedy. Again, I mean, we get a Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Uh, <laughs> Orgy. The glory holes, the the buck glory holes, <laughs> just so surreal, you know. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Sometimes you watch it, Joe D'Amato's sex scenes, and it's amazing to me he actually shot real porn because sometimes with his fake sex scenes, you're like, have you actually ever seen people having sex? <laughs> yeah. like, because when they're getting supposedly <laughs> sex with these glory holes, the expression of the women is just so strange. Like, they're just <laughs> kind of... So casual, not. He must have told him that something else was happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, just stand here. <laughs> yeah, this one uh, has like a medieval black mass ceremony. Oh, I um, did enjoy the black mass. Yeah, that was yeah. enjoyable. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, there's a dark ride where they're going through a dark mm. ride, and there's these dicks flying at them. And, <laughs> that was like uh, kind of ghost train, like a penis ghost train. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it it, it, it was. It's what it made me think of, like a ghost train I went on when I was a kid. You know, at the fair, <laughs> just big set with penises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th this also has an appearance from Jess Franco re regular Agita Wilson. Uh, who is a fairly famous uh, trans actress at the time. It was kind of uh, a bit of a secret. Uh, not not among the directors. The directors knew, but uh, she, uh, a lot of the performers with her did not know. 
Um, I know Lena Romay uh, spoke really highly of her through different interviews back in the day. Uh, she's not in this very long, but but yeah, she was uh, pretty groundbreaking. I, I know she passed away. There's certainly more graphic and realistic Mondo films that that show more of the surgical stuff, but um, this one's pretty light, other than those few moments of the animal stuff and the surgery. Uh, you know, like I said, Dark Rides, Lady Godiva, throwing uh, carnival games where you're throwing bean bags to win a blow up doll. Like it's 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 all pretty light. Goofy, so. Some of the scenes are long. I mean, I would warn people. If, I mean, if you're not, I mean, if you're not familiar with Mondo scenes and you're trying to introduce yourself to Black Emmanuel, I wouldn't recommend this film because it is some some of the scenes go on are not interesting and they go on for a long time. You know. They do, Which... yeah, they do. And I always say, Mondo films in general, you can, I mean, there's some that are better than others, but you're going to know pretty quick whether it's like the, ta the taxi mom, the taxi mom scene goes on for too long, in my opinion, you know, because yeah. it's like very fake looking and the daughter looks like she's 30 as well, yeah. you know, but it just goes on too long because it's nothing's really happening, you know. Yeah, it. it I mean, Faces of Death, although not a traditional Mondo necessarily, uh, the Mondo is really dead at that point. But uh, yeah. for horror fans, I'd say, like, check that out. Uh, as wild as it seems, I mean, people grew up, uh, when I was growing up, that was considered real. A lot of people thought it was real. Which, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's how it was. So I thought it was real when I first saw it, you know. Yeah, I again, again, it was on such copy of copied tapes because it was banned. It made it look more real because you couldn't see everything yeah. was so fucking scratchy. You couldn't see the obvious, you know, effects. Yeah, my my yeah. thing was, and I remember this one. I was like, "How did they get on different angles?" <laughs> that was the one thing that caught me, which makes <laughs> sense now. My eyes an editor, but that's the one thing that yeah, like, <laughs> how would they have multiple angles? It, it depends how you experience the film. I mean, Charlie Sheen famously contacted the FBI because he thought one of the guinea pig films was a snuff film. Uh, he, he, I'm sure a lot of cocaine was involved in that, but still, you know, you're not watching them all in crystal clarity. Um, so, so, yeah, in short, these are more niche, but... Uh, worth checking out for sure i mean um, and, you know this it's the complete set or as complete as we i mean i'm glad they're in there i mean not once i throw on in my emmanuel marathon if i'm doing a black emmanuel you know movies but yeah I, i'm really glad they are included I yeah. as well. I mean, they're worth watching for sure yeah. and i mean I, i'm always interested in seeing bruno matai in his embryonic stage because he's just one of those directors that fascinates me you know like yeah. uh I told you, I saw him in an interview and he goes, I never watch any of my films ever again. Once I made them, I never watch them again because they're shit. That's literally what <laughs> because they're shit. And I thought, Jesus, I've seen some of your films like 50, 60 times. What does that say about me? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and Bruno Mattai also found a way to continue making films long after the Italian film. He did. Film. 
I was yeah. going to say, out of all of the directors, Italian directors, he's the one whose mm -hmm. very last few movies were actually good. Was still up well by his standards. Like the yeah. last zombie movie he made, a couple of women in prison movies he made in the Philippines. I mean, they were actually pretty decent, pretty decent. But as good as anything yeah. he's made. And tough you know? to make genre films in Italy at that time. So, I mean, he continued into the 2000s. Yeah, right into the 2000s. He, he went to, uh, he started shooting in the Philippines again. You know, most yeah. of his movies were, were, he used the same actress, Filipino actress for the two women in prison movies and the two zombie movies he made, the last zombie movies he made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I give him a lot of credit, even though he didn't see it in, in himself. Uh, no. Joe D'Amato and Bruno Mattei always made an entertaining film. Yeah. yeah so. And I, I, I tell you, one of these movies that I think from an actual cinema, you know, like outside a point of view, is really great is SS Girls. Because it's such a fucking, it, yeah. looks, it looks amazing. SS Girls is really well shot. And the set dressing is just so insane. And the story is so insane. I think, I mean, for a start for no exploitation movie is a lot easier to watch than a lot of the others because it's Salon Kitty rather than you know set in a death camp. Yeah, but it really yeah. it really stands up well. SS Girls, the soundtrack, everything, the way it hangs together. I I really think that's a great movie. Great yeah, movie. I I agree. Check that one out. Yeah, um, on the extras front, on this movie we have Crazy Crazy World, a fourteen minute. Uh, interview with makeup artist uh, Pietro Teneglied. Um and uh, he, he this one's a pretty funny thing he talks about a very obvious red haired white girl doubling as the uh, the Thai girl in a black wig during the movie uh, which if you look closely is pretty obvious uh, <laughs> he also talks about pulling the ping pong balls out by a string because she couldn't do it uh, he, he has some anecdotes about Ojeda Wilson, of course, uh, the really the first major uh, trans actress, uh, arguably, um, and uh, also a really funny story about the actor in the in the uh, gorilla suit uh, accidentally coming in the suit, uh, which is pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so definitely listen to that one. We also get After Hours. Uh, now, this is a must-watch because it's candid footage of director Joe D'Amato. It runs 12 minutes, and it, it's basically back at the hotel uh, after a 1994 Eurofest convention. Uh, just a couple of people that interviewed him in the hotel it's very kind of personal more intimate uh interview with him of which there's only so many out there uh he talks uh, a little bit about his journey into hardcore films in the early 80s and um uh the the state of horror also at that time in 1994 where we had like cemetery man come out which was great but uh italian horror was very much dead by the time you got to yeah. 1994. So, it was, yeah. yeah and this is a funny interview because they ask him it's like well how hard is it to direct uh porn and he just laughs and he's like you just like call action just fuck make a blowjob and that's about your direction <laughs> in, in adult films 
Uh, if you're a fan of of Joe D'Amato, I highly recommend you watch it. It's 12 minutes, so not in depth or anything, but you see his sense of humor that everybody talks about, uh, which is really, really cool. And uh, what else do we have? Um, trailer. Yeah, trailer. And um, uh, yeah, also uh, I should point out in this film, very popular Italian uh, sex comedy star Gloria uh, Guida is in this film. She was known for uh, Monica, How to Seduce Your Teacher, uh, Blue Jeans, a lot of Italian comedies at that time, among other things. Uh, she also makes an appearance uh, in this. Who is she? Who is she in this film? You know what? I can't even remember now because these are bleeding together. I, I know she was <laughs> one of the nightclub girls. I'd have to go right. back. She doesn't have a character name, unfortunately, because it's a Okay. Yeah. But, uh, keep an eye out for her. She she got quite popular. Um, a high school girl repeating class. A lot of those Italian sex comedies never even made it to DVD, let alone Blu-ray. Yeah, there's something I've got to hunt down because Fulci made a few of them. And I want to see every movie Fulci's made, but I haven't actually got onto his sex comedies that he did. Yeah. You know? it, yeah, that they're, I mean, they were doing it long before our late 70s, 80s uh, sex comedy wave in the US. So uh, I say anything with uh, Edwig Fennick, uh, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Todd oh, and, yes. Uh, uh, second that one for sure uh, oh i love it i love uh, it you know yeah so uh what do we rate this one guys it's hard for me to give it anything other than a three also they just are go together and i, I don't really have I a, get it a three too you know uh, i'll give this one a three as well it's a All good right. way to close it yeah three uh, three for me so, guys, be sure to tune in to our next episode uh, where Emmanuel finds religion. Uh, into, uh, <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> for, for, a, for a short time, anyways. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys back here next time. Later. Later. Later.